All right, welcome to The Run. This is episode five. We're gonna be, uh, we're on location today. We've got a lot of people with us. We're pretty excited about that. I'm one of your hosts, Clayton Tillery, the head coach. Also, we have with us. Coach Scott Griffith. And? Coach Zach Tyler. Guys, excited to be here this morning. We're actually recording on site from Fowler Park. This is our long run. A lot of special guests with us this morning. I'm gonna go around and introduce a few folks. They're gonna say hello, and we're gonna jump into our show. First off, Erica Guerrero, glad to have you here. Hey. All right, uh, a couple other folks we have with us. Samantha Hill, good morning. Good morning, hi. Did you have a good long run today? Yes, sir. Yeah, excellent, good manners. <laughs> Garrett Cato, how you doing today? I'm doing good. Doing great, excellent, we're glad to have you here. We also have a few of our captains here this morning. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves real quick, captains. Greetings, I am Joseph Sexton. Hi, I'm Addison Ginter. Brandon Clark. Hey, I'm Jared Garrett. And we got one other special guest with us, but we're going to save that for a little bit later. So we're excited to have you guys with us this morning, do something live here. Uh, Scott, jump in, give us a little preview of Maris coming next week since we're on an off weekend today. Yeah, we're really excited about the double dip race. We feel like this gives our kids a chance to get their first real true cross country experience for the year. Lots of hills. A few things for the parents in terms of logistics for this meet. Uh, very limited parking on site. So you're gonna wanna get there early. If you do not arrive early, they're gonna make you park off of the campus of Marist and take a shuttle over. So that'll add extra time to your uh, commute getting to the race. First race is Varsity Boys, which starts at 7.50 in the morning. Then we go Varsity Girls at 8.20, JV Boys 8.55, JV Girls 9.30. Freshman Open Race is at 10.05, and then the final uh, race of the day for high school is at 10.30, which is the larger open race. So even if you have an athlete that's not going to be participating until 10.30, unless you want to have lots of issues with parking and trying to get to the meet, you're going to want to come early. Um, also, Marist has asked us to remind everybody that this is a dog-free meat zone environment. Really busy, lots of things going on. You may have the sweetest puppy in the world, but they've asked us to keep kind of uh, the animals off of the course. So we're looking forward to the race. Should be some quality competition. We get to see South Forsyth High School again, which is our local rival. Uh, we get to compete against the host team, Marist, who year in and year out is one of the best programs in the state for sure. Their guys and girls win their classification in 4A almost every year. So uh, that's a big challenge to our team at all levels. If we can compete solidly against Marist, if we can manage to knock them off in one of those races on their home course, that would be a really big deal. So we're looking forward to uh, you know, the double too, day. They have a lot of athletes running Division One right now. I know you follow some of those athletes. They're doing really big things. So uh, kudos to them. Really good friend of ours, Roy Benson. Uh, started uh, really getting things building there at Marist. And then, uh, let's see, there's Clark's over there now. He does a really good job. Uh, Lakeside, yep. little, little Lakeside. Lakeside represent. There. Lakeside represent. Coach Coach uh, Griffith was a state champion for the Lakeside Vikings. And they will actually be at uh, Marist, and they were on the podium for guys last year. So again, challenge to the guys varsity. Let's, uh, let's see if we can knock yeah. off the Vikings. Coach, coach Heinz is uh, the head coach down there. We really appreciate him. Uh, having us there, he's given us a lot of great, uh, great advice over the years. I know you've gone and had lunch with him before. and uh, So, hey, let's get to why we're really having this episode. It's to have some extra people around. So we're going to bring Erica Guerrero up. Erica, as she was when she was in my class. Uh, Coach, uh, Scott, you're, you're, you're going to handle this one. Oh, hey, well, so, Erica, we're happy to have you here. And um, so everybody wants to know, 
about the special relationship that you have with Roger, who's our team mascot. So you, can you tell us a little bit about kind of you and Roger and, and what makes your relationship super special? Yeah, so it started my freshman year when I started cross country and um, Daniela, I was first introduced to Daniela and she was so friendly to me. And as I grew closer to her, I grew to like learn to love the team and be more open. And so when she started to leave, she was a senior, she left, she gave me the responsibility to have Roger and I've been like attached to him and since Daniela loved him so much, I feel like I have to love him a lot too. So for our parents who may not know about our mascot Roger, can you tell us what exactly <laughs> Roger is? <laughs> He's kind of like the mascot. Uh, I'm not really sure about the story, but I think... Let's, let's go back to the origins real quick of Roger. We go down to the pit to run, I believe, like 800s. The pit is this lower field down behind the school. And we get down there. We actually meet down there that day, and I send everybody off to just warm up. And all of a sudden, Kimmy Gibson comes out of the woods with this styrofoam head. And I think it was the first year that we got cosmetology at the school. So I'm thinking nah. somebody sort of snuck one out. Uh, cosmetology, sorry, but thanks for the great mascot. So Roger's a disembodied styrofoam head. And, and we get ready to run these repeats. So at the time, I was running workouts with the kids. I come around to finish a 400, and there's this styrofoam head on a stick. The stick that, you know, Roger's legs, body. <laughs> arms, phalanges, and uh, then he showed up at a meet, painted gold, and it's just kind of evolved. So the, the first story I remember with you about Roger was at Flowery Branch. Oh, no. You were, you were, gonna, you were supposed to take care of Roger that day, and uh, we get on the bus going home, and I turn around to see Erica just bawling. <laughs> like, she's completely lost it. She's sobbing like... A family member. Had Roger died. had been, he'd been headnapped. He had been headnapped. He was stolen by Flower Branch. Am I correct in this? Yeah. So I assured it was, I, I got a little heated because I didn't want to see one of my favorite freshmen at the time to be so upset. You're a junior now. You're doing good. <laughs> yeah. Doing good. Been on the team three years. Uh, and we got Roger back. We got Roger back. So that was. So, so one last uh, question for you, Erica. You're a junior now. You've got one more year to continue to nurture this special relationship with Roger. Apparently Roger's never going to graduate. Yeah, Have you thought does. about somebody to sort of hand Roger down to uh, as a legacy? Um, I guess I want to hand it down to another freshman so they can learn to build a relationship with him too. And it like, I guess it helps them grow, like be more comfortable with the team too. And I've noticed that he's got a new hairstyle this year, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. Well, thanks, Erica. We appreciate you uh, and your special relationship with the disembodied head Roger the mascot. And Thank we're you. all looking forward to the wedding, so let's hope it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> Roger's getting married. Well, he has such a close and intimate relationship with Erica. I just feel like it's coming very naturally. He's, he's a stand-up guy. He is. <laughs> all right, really Zach, I think you've got our next guest. Yeah, Samantha Hill. She's 10th mm -hmm. grader. This is her first year running. Yes, sir. Um, she's got PR 2620. And you have a little bit of background in another sport, competition cheerleading, right? Yes, sir. Awesome. So that's kind of a cool transition coming from cheerleading to cross country. Mm -hmm. So uh, I have a question for you. What has surprised you about running so far? Well, one thing that's really surprised me is coming from cheer, I didn't think cross country was going to be such a mental sport. And like, at practice and especially meets like it's you can push yourself so much farther than you think your body can go and that's like really kind of cool that's awesome 
right, one more, one more question for you. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite part? My favorite part would definitely have to be the team. Like, all these people that I've met are so nice and supportive, and everyone just loves to see each other grow and get faster times, and, like, all the people that I've met are so nice, and I've made so many new friends. And at the end of the day, that's what's what, what's what it's about, mm -hmm. right? Hey, I want to comment on one thing you said there. You're talking about the mental side of the sport. Um, always trying to educate myself, uh, watching uh, YouTube videos about training or going to classes. And I've been following a guy, Lionel Sanders, who's a pro triathlete right now. And in one of his videos, he just basically does these 8 to 10 minute training diaries. He talks about the mental aspect and about it's not about necessarily competition, about winning races so much as it is about where he can go mentally and how far he can push his body. Do you feel it's kind of that way for you? I mean, do you feel like it's not necessarily about a, a position right now or a time? Do you feel like it's more about kind of where can you go with this? Mm. Yeah? Yes. Yeah? All right. Very good. All right. Hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this next one because my guest uh, didn't show up for us, so we'll, we'll catch that person at a later date. So next up, Garrett Cato. Garrett, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Come over and have a seat next to us so everybody can hear you here good. Okay. Uh, Garrett, freshman. Now, your brother's been on the team for a few years. You've been around. Um, so how many meets have you come to? Do you like his races? Yeah, yeah. How long have you been coming to West Versailles Cross Country? Probably like three races. Probably three or four races, but you've been around the program for a few years. Your first year in. Pretty solid. One race in, 2029. Uh, I will tell you all, that is definitely faster than I ran at my first cross country meet. And I'm going to guess you did less rated. So your backgrounds, wrestling, football, and baseball. Tell us a little bit about that, how you kind of came up doing all those. Um, probably my – I always started playing them, like, the same age. So I would, like, have a lot to do. Probably my favorite would be baseball, though. Okay. So I'll you didn't progress sort of through the age playing different sports? Yeah. I, um, I know when I came along, I was – I kind of progressed through. I was a baseball guy, and then I played a little bit of football, and then wrestling, which really led me to running. So that's, that's pretty cool for me to see that. That's kind of how I got here. So what surprised you about running on the team so far? Um, well, we have to wake up so early. That <laughs> uh, really surprised me the most. Yeah. Coach, Coach Griffith was complaining about being tired this morning, so you're not alone there. I also have told the kids before how much mad respect that I have for you. Even though I was a high school state cross-country champion, I'm pretty sure that if my coach told me I had to be at practice at 6 o'clock in the morning all during the summer, I would have told him to stick it. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your favorite part about being on the team so far? Um, probably just traveling with the team and just hanging out with them. I like that the most. Cool. All right. Well, thanks, man. Appreciate having you on today. We're going to move on to our next little segment. This is going to be Ask the Coaches segment. So we're going to turn – our captain's loose here. They've got a few questions for some of us uh, this morning. We've got uh, Brandon and Garrett and Joseph. We have our guys' captains. Uh, then Addison, you're riding solo I'm today. All alone. All alone. <laughs> so, uh, all right, who's going to shoot first here? What's going to happen? You got right. it, Garrett? So one thing that we were interested in was actually asking Coach Tyler a question. Uh, we wanted to know how long that you were like competitively running, and this wasn't really a part of the question, but I also want to know what your PR was in high school. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> competitively running. I think my first 5K was in third grade, Whoa. to be honest. It was a long time ago. Um, and uh, I remember that race because I 
took off, and then I think I sprinted for like the first 200 meters, and then I walked, and then I sprinted, and then I walked, and then I sprinted, and tied my shoe in there a couple times. Um, finally came across the line. But uh, my mom was a runner, so that's kind of like why I kind of got into running pretty early. Um, Man, and that's then, awesome because I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, and I, I don't think I really got serious uh, about running until I got to high school because I experimented with other sports. I was and actually, some, some crazy guy pulled yeah. you off a football field. <laughs> I had good success with that, by the way. So, That's where we found John Green. Yeah, we. Uh, I was playing football at the same time, and then some of the coaches kind of got to me and told me I had to pick a sport. So, uh, and like some of these uh, runners' answers, um, team was a big aspect and why and what they liked the most about it and, and the most impactful thing. And that's what mine was too. So it was the team that kind of got me to make the choice of coming to cross country. And uh, I found that I was actually pretty decent at it. But uh, I had my PR um, my junior year at McAlpine um, and uh, at Wendy's Invitational. And uh, it was a 15.59. So I broke the 16 minute mark, which was uh, exciting. So, and then after that, I had to come in and some of us know about uh, these seniors coming in too. Some of us are dealing with stress fractures, and, and unfortunately, I dealt with the same thing my senior year coming in. So, um, but it was still a good race, uh, good seasons, um, and I really enjoyed it. Right. And by the way, Tillery was my coach at South Forsyth. Yeah, yeah, we had a lot of a lot of good times. That was a great day. Uh, that postseason was a lot of fun. At the time, Gwinnett was really the power in cross country, and uh, we went over there and. We upset some folks. That was a lot of fun. So, uh, all right, which captain's got another question? And who's it for? All right, Brandon. So it's just like for any coach that really knows the Kentucky course, because usually we have like reoccurring races, so we're familiar. But coming into this course, which we're not sure, and I've heard that some of you guys have been at that course. So we're just, I'm just curious how it like how it runs. So why don't we do this? I know we've all got our thoughts on this. Zach, you've run there, so give us a little primer on what you know about it. It's a very big, open race. The course is there's some tight there's some tight spots in the course. You'll have a couple technical turns in there, but I mean you're going to be 10, 12 feet wide, 10, 12 people wide, pretty much the whole way. But the start of that the start of that race is is absolutely massive. So it's probably I want to say probably. The length of a football field um, is like the, the width of the start of this race. So we're going to have a lot of competition, and it runs flat, runs smooth, and we, you'll, you'll, I think we'll see some really good times on this course. A couple of things I know about the course. Uh, the USATF Junior Nationals this past year was down in Tallahassee. Courses are very similar. The way they designed those courses uh, for nat NCAA National Championships, really wide starting areas. You don't have to choose a left or a right, so it's pretty much straightforward for a very long ways before you have a turn. Uh, I have a friend, uh, Byron Brown, who lives in Nashville. They go up there with their middle school program every year, and he said the last 800 kind of pitches over a little bit, and you actually get runnable downhill towards the finish. So looking forward to see what we can do uh, finishing there that way. A couple numbers I saw this week, so I was working on a little registration thing. Last year, 10 states, 153 schools. Wow. So it's going to be massive. There's a lot of races. They send a lot of teams from there to NXN Nationals. So it's a very team-oriented race. And I'll tell you, I went back and looked at some of the course records. A lot of the girls' course records, like they go year by year of winners, there's only one year it was not in the 16-minute range for the girls. 
So, uh, and those are a bunch of ladies from Mount Carmel who, Coach, you know a little bit about that program. Yeah, actually, I, I worked with a guy whose uh, kids went to Mount Carmel, and they were super fast. And we will have a competitive field, so I think the course will run fast. It's There are some places where you've got to think about foot selection. It's not 100% like perfectly paved. It's grass for the most part. There's a few places in the woods where you've got some roots and stuff you're going to have to deal with. But what's going to make it fast is it's going to be a really big field with a really a lot of talented athletes that are going to be running fast. So basically, you just stick your nose in the race, kind of get in the flow, and you're going to get carried along to a pretty pretty fast time. The up thing there. I'm really excited about is when we try to do this once a year. We usually like to go to a cross-country meet that has a big festival-like atmosphere, and I think uh, you guys are really going to get this. I think you're going to enjoy the trip. Uh, next Friday night at the Pasta Dinner, we'll do a Q&A about the trip. Uh, that way everybody has a good understanding and the parents can ask questions. So, uh, good job there. Those are insightful things. I, you know, I've known Zach for a long time, and actually learned something I didn't know about him. So, All right, so captains. Runner of the week for Lambert River Run, Joseph, I believe you're going to handle the guys' duties here. Yes, so uh, the captain's pick for the guys' runner of the week is our good friend Brian, uh, Brian Bell. So he's been working hard since beginning as a freshman, but in particular, he really stepped it up going into last track season. So he pulled out that letter in the two mile, which was super hype. He got it at the very end of the season. And uh, that dedication has rolled into cross country as well with him being at the very front of River Run. Uh, of course, and arguably most importantly though, um, Brian just has a great upstanding personality. So when you think of someone who's supportive for others, Brian kind of comes to mind. Cross country really, we talk about it not only being about running, it's about family. And Brian brings the down to earth nature we need for personal growth. So thanks Brian and congratulations. Thank you, Joseph. So Brian, tell us, tell us just a little bit about your race last week. Um, you were so close to getting that first win. Um, we were out in the field with like 600 to go, and you actually put a little bit of gap on the guy. Tell us just a little bit about uh, that battle there. Yeah, so going into the race, I knew I was uh, the top JV guy. They put 12 feet for varsity, I was 13. Uh, so I knew I had the potential to do really well for the team, and that's what I wanted to do because uh, I just wanted to do as much as I can for this awesome team. So. I went out really good, I think, and then I was third going into two mile, and I saw Coach here. Yeah, I thought I thought your first mile or two was very appropriately paced because you looked yeah. really good, and I thought you might even be able to roll by that guy and break him like right away at the two mile mark. Yeah, so I ran past you, Coach, and you said something like uh, that I looked much better than the two guys in front of me, <laughs> and that really helps a lot, and I want to thank you because I went past him. I ended up not being the one guy by like 0.10 seconds, yeah. but it did help too. A couple things I want to point out here. Uh, first off, usually I'm not at the finish line just because I want to be out there for you all where there's not a lot of people cheering. And physically you did. You looked like you were in much more control than the other runners. And then, you know, I, I still race. I still like to race. My next race coming up is this next weekend. Or if I'm running a workout and you guys run by and you say, good job, coach, you guys don't realize the power of a few simple positive words. And the thing I picked up on when you were talking about that race just now was being positive for our team and you understanding right away that you got to step into a leadership role. So, uh, Brian, thanks for being on the podcast. More importantly, thanks for setting a good example and being a great teammate. 
Yeah, so quick question, Brian. Uh, so how weird was it running up in the front of a race? I don't think you'd really had that chance before, and it's a big change from uh, being a guy who last year, you know, you weren't running and leading a whole lot of races. And what kind of a confidence boost was that for you now know that you can uh, run at the front of a field? Oh, it was, it was really cool. Um, never in a cross-country race was I near the front. And uh, this race was just... Uh, an awesome experience, and I'm very thankful that uh, I had the capacity to do it. And going into the next time, it's not going to be so scary anymore, right? Because you feel like you yeah, sort of I'm belong toward the front of a field. That's awesome that you got that experience. I got to tell you, there's, uh, I've been very fortunate and blessed my life to win a lot of races, whether it's a road race or a triathlon, or maybe it's just a simple race on the track. Uh, but there, there'll come a point in a race where you realize, and in your case, it, it was a really close race. If you could have pulled that victory out, it, it wouldn't have been but just a fraction of a second. But in a lot of races where you can get away from the field and you get in that last 20, 25 seconds and you realize, I'm the man today. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's a great feeling. And I hope that each and every last one of you get to experience that because it is a very unique situation and we do have really good runners. And to be honest, as a coach, that's one of the things we enjoy the most is you all having that kind of success. So, uh, Joseph, Brandon, Garrett, great picks this week. We're really happy. I always call you by your last name. So, uh, great pick this week. Brian, thanks for being on the show. Addison, Lone Ranger of the female <laughs> yep. captains here today. Give us our female runner of the week. So the captains for the Lambert River Run, we decided to go with Jayla McGill for um, our runner. She just had such an amazing race. It was just the perfect example of a true cross-country runner. She got a horrible gash in her knee in the middle of the race, and she did not stop running. And I'm pretty sure so many people out there, if that were to happen to them, they would have stopped running, and no one would have blamed them. But she just had such determination and grit. At this point, he's just riding around because he can. And it was just super inspiring, and I hope our teammates can look at her because she knew she had a job to do for her teammates, and she knew that she was um, accountable to us. And even though she was going through so much pain, she just wanted to finish so she could just benefit our team. And I think that's just so inspiring, and I really hope she can get back to running soon because um, her future races are just going to be amazing. I think she's got three or four days left, and the major thing you said there was the accountability. We talk about the responsibility every week. so. Uh, Jayla, hats off to you. Uh, Coach Griffith, if you listened to the last podcast, uh, you're his BA of the week. He wants to grow up and be exactly like you. So I'm going to run down. We're getting ready to close out here, run down just a few things. Uh, on Monday, we're going to go to Mayor's School for a scouting run. We're going to post that time and remind here tomorrow. Coach Griffith's going to lead that run. Uh, go down, just get a good look at the course. You guys will understand a little bit more about what's going on with that course. Um, and then on Tuesday and Thursday this week, we're switching to afternoons. So we're gonna be four o'clock at WFHS on Tuesday. Wednesday morning, right here, Fowler Park, 6.15 a.m. Then on Thursday, we'll be back at WFHS at 4 p.m. Also Wednesday, we'll have the bus if they'll show up this week. We kinda had to call transportation on Monday morning. We all finally got to school. Friday morning, we're going to resume our character building at 6.20.
We'll have a run at 6.30 a.m. Pasta dinner next Friday night at 6 p.m. I'm not certain, don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure this week is the week that we have our tailgate activity. Um, and then uh, we'll go into the football game. And before the game, uh, Jack Holler, one of our pole vault athletes, uh, won his second consecutive state championship, will be receiving his ring. Uh, and I believe Coach Kerry Farr is going to do that. Hey, real quick, I'm going to take just a quick I know this is our cross-country podcast, and you athletes standing around probably don't know this. But uh, yesterday I got an email. Coach Farr is our Georgia Coaches Association a vertical coach jump of the year for 7A. Coach Farr, we're really, really proud of you. Um, I call you our points cash cow because when I can't get my job done and win points with distance runners as a coach, you always seem to come through with our pole vaulters. So uh, three in a row, no pressure. You uh, be vying for four. Hey, also Friday night at the pasta dinner, I'll do a quick question and answer uh, on the Louisville trip. And then Marist bus on Saturday morning, 5.55 a.m. It will roll out. Uh, Thursday or Friday this week, we'll be issuing team gear. Those will be the team shirts. Uh, we'll say uh, Coach Griffith produced a little Foo Fighters-inspired uh, logo. That's why we're using Foo Fighters today. Somebody's really happy to see someone here. Uh, like that Foo uh, Fighters shirt, Coach. That's what it was. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you ever probably getting team shirts. Team shirts and then the summer running caps will also be out. As Izzy says, our social media, like and subscribe. Instagram, WFHSXC. Twitter, WFHSCC. Remind at K6H7A. The podcast is The Run. Subscribe to it. And our podcast email, if you have any suggestions, WFHSPodcast at gmail.com. We'll catch you next week for Marist. Double Dip Invitational. And that's the run. <laughs>